Hey everyone, welcome once again to Elvis the Ultimate Fan Channel. Sisters Ginger and Mary Holiday were among the leading female backing vocalists in the 1960s and 1970s, and their powerful voices are featured on countless hits. They now perform as the Holiday Sisters. Ginger and Mary can be heard on Elvis's hit singles like Suspicious Minds, In the Ghetto, The Wonder of You, and You Don't Have to Say You Love Me, as well as numerous Elvis albums such as the groundbreaking album from Elvis in Memphis, That's the Way It Is, and the Grammy award-winning He Touched Me, Good Times, Promised Land, and Today. I'm delighted to say that Ginger joins me on the show today. Hi Ginger, welcome to Elvis the Ultimate Fan Channel. You are very, very welcome. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I'm glad to be here. Oh, I, you, Now, you're somebody who I've wanted to speak to for a long, long time. Uh, but before we get into the Elvis stuff and jump on that, I, I'd just like to ask you actually where you hail from and how did you get into music and singing? Well, let's see. I live in Washington State in the United States, which is on the West Coast. It's Northwest. Mm -hmm. And I've been here about 17 years. Before that, I was in California, and then Chicago, and then Nashville. And that's where I started out singing. Was Well, actually, I started out singing in Memphis. Um, and the way I, my sister was already singing in a group called uh, Southern Comfort. I was in high school and always wanted to sing. I had a little garage band, but we never, we only got out of the garage a couple of times. I have to, I hate to tell you, but <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I'd been hearing my sister for about two years in the, the group uh, singing on a few hits. And I had a dream of, of singing with them, but I didn't know I would ever get an opportunity until one of them got uh, laryngitis. And it just happened to be on Elvis Presley's uh, recording in, at American Sound. Yes, because I, I've, it, it, Susan Pilkington had fallen sick with laryngitis and had to fly home. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Uh, yeah. And this was in January uh, of 1969. But let, let let me just let me just say I mean we, I know we're, we're going to get into the Elvis thing in a in a second but you've you've actually sung with so many other artists I mean it, it's just your material is just prolific let me just give uh, the listeners a few names Joan Baez Jimmy Buffett Donovan is it Engl uh, England Dan and John Ford Coley Waylon Jennings. Uh, Linda Ronstadt, Percy Sledge, Conway Twitty. I could go on and on and on. I really could. Yeah, don't leave out Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton? <laughs> Sorry, Dolly, yeah. if you're listening. Dolly Parton. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did. But um, Elvis just happened to be the first person I sang with. Now, that's not true of my sister because she had started before me. But... Um, so let, let, let's just, so you, so you turned up uh, on Jan, I think it was January the twenty fourth, nineteen sixty nine. You want they wanted you to put uh, vocal backing and vocal overdubs on some of the songs that he'd laid down previously that, uh, in January. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. And a, a small, very very unknown record. I think you started with called Suspicious Minds. <laughs> <laughs> that just happened to be the first. Uh, song i ever sang backup on yeah it's kind of amazing wow many people talk, talk about like talk about going in at the deep end <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly i know and then i had to earn my way to to be worthy of that i have to tell you but um 
Yeah, it was just one of those breaks not many people get, you know, and just to be able to, I wasn't even an, I hate to tell you this, but I wasn't an Elvis fan at that time. I had, I loved the Beatles and I was just 17, you know, and so Elvis had been doing the movies for a long time and he did, had not had a lot of, the last hit record I think he had was, um, oh gosh, I I, th I think I think he had a hit in the mid '60s with uh, "Crying yeah. in the Chapel," didn't he? Is that the oh, one you're thinking did, of? Crying in the Chapel, right? Mm -hmm. Forget that. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> no to me problem. later. I'll tell you, but um, yeah. So I was a Beatles fan, and so when they, uh, you know, when I was I got the opportunity to sing, I wasn't, you know, I I wasn't really afraid. I had I, I wasn't scared about it or anxious about it. I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm getting my break. You know? <laughs> so uh, when he when he little did I know. Yeah, yeah. So when he walked in that that first day, or was it he was he already there and you walked in? What what? How did it happen that morning or afternoon? No, we were. It was in the evening because Elvis. He never. He never really recorded in the daytime. It was usually in the afternoon, evening, and most of the time evening. And um, so it was in the evening, and I had just gotten there, and, and I flew from Birmingham to Memphis, and um, first time I'd ever ridden a plane. But we were sitting around the, the uh, not sitting, we were standing around doing the, the parts for uh, Suspicious Minds, and then the red light goes off, and um, in walks this group of guys, like at least 12 to 15 men, you know, just walk right in the door toward us. But then there's a little parting of the guys, you know, and, and Elvis Presley comes walking out of the center and all of our mouths drop open, you know, and we <laughs> breathe. He's the most beautiful man you've ever seen. And I suddenly become a, became an Elvis Presley fan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I wonder why. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he, he always looked good, but particularly in '69, he was just unbelievable. I mean, I remember one of the session musicians in uh, America saying that he was better looking than most women he'd seen. Yes, right. Bobby Woods said that. Did he, it was Bobby Woods, was it? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And uh, Jerry Reed said as well. He was, he was, uh, you know, <laughs> he was yeah. such so good. So many men thought Elvis was good looking as well. I mean, men can see it as well as women, obviously, when you're that good looking. Yeah, I think so. And you know what? It wasn't just physical. It was energetic beauty, you know. It was kind of, I mean, I don't want to sound too woo-woo about it, but he just had this amazing charisma that, you know, very few people have. And um, that that was like this light that shone, you know. Or if you had your back to him, I think Bobby said this too, and I said, I've always said it, you could feel him walk into the room. Wow. You knew there you know yes it's yeah. kind of fascinating so so it was, he was beautiful to look at and and also it was there was a special kind of energetic feeling about him and charisma that was really powerful um did he do any singing that day or was it was he just watching you laying down the backing tracks no he just watched us for a while and he shook each of our hands he was such a gentleman you know and uh he shook each of our hands and we didn't wash our hands for a long time <laughs> and <laughs> he um he just listened for a while and then he was going on a vacation with priscilla and um i think they were going skiing i think they were going to ask 
So he didn't stay very long because they were going to be traveling the next day. But it was our first meeting. And there were many more after that. So. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, it, you were you laid down backing tracks for the the next time he did recordings in Nashville, I believe, which they called the the Nashville Marathon in June of nineteen seventy. I don't think you were actually present for the actual recording sessions, were you? But you did the va- the backing uh, vocals. The 1970s one, yeah. I did. I was there for the seventy ones when everybody was there, but I was there for. Yeah, we just did the the yeah, we did that separate. Mm, so yeah, we overdubbed, in other words. Yeah, you know? but then then you you got a, a real real big deal. You actually sang duet in 1971 with Elvis, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I know it's a kind of a shock. Was that was that that must have been nerve wracking? Or I mean, did Elvis <laughs> make you feel at ease or? Well, you know, what's funny is, you know, Elvis didn't listen to some of the songs he was going to record until he got to the studio. And so we had been sitting around for about an hour listening to all these different songs. And I had, you know, I was in, I loved all the songs he did on that 69 session. And so I just went up to him and said, maybe you should be listening to more songs like that. And he was kind of surprised that I was so candid, you know. And uh, he um, he said, well, what kind of songs do you like? And I said, well, I like R&B. And he said, oh, do you know the song the, uh, uh, that uh, Peebo Bryson and Roberta Flack did? And, of course, I knew it. It was really popular at the time. And so then and we just had that conversation, you know, and then it was over. And then a little while later, Belton asked me, if I wanted to sing a duet with them. And I was like, oh, my goodness, that was my audition? Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, wow. So we, and so we ended up, you know, they set the mic up for us. And I was a lot shorter than he was, so I had to stand on a on a uh, a wooden block so that could, I could be up to the mic. And we were singing through the same mic, which I – I thought I thought well this is just a rehearsal you know yeah and it really was that was what the only thing we did was we kept we just kept trying to figure it out because with Elvis you don't practice you just start yeah and that you know every and the same is true with the musicians you know everybody just starts and they start to feel the feel because he wants to be a part of creating that you know and um and so that's what we were doing but he also happened to be um he had glaucoma, you know, and he was having a yeah. I was uh, gonna, I was going to ask you about that. Do you remember him? Because because this this actual session was meant to go on for two or three more days, but it was cut short after that first day, wasn't it? Do you remember he yeah. was complaining about his eyes? Yes. Well, and and he, yeah, he was having a hard time. I could tell. Mm. Um, it was a funny little part was that he, you know, Elvis is really dramatic and. He, used to doing the movies and being an actor and everything and so we we would be singing and then he put his arm around me and kind of would hug me close to him and so I would duck under his arm and then get back up in time to sing the next line (laughs) and he was like he'd look at me and just kind of grin you know and then it would happen again and finally I had just gotten engaged right and so I I finally just lifted my finger up and showed him my engagement ring and then he went oh <laughs> and so 
but he was not feeling good. And so we had, they did stop the session after a while. So we never got to finish it. Mm. And um, I was called to come the next, I think it was the next week um, to finish it. And I was already booked to, to do a demo on myself as an artist with, um, Oh God, I should have written these names down. My brain doesn't work anymore. <laughs> Alan, Alan Reynolds, who, who produced Crystal Gale oh, yeah. and Garth Brooks and people like that. And, and so it was a big opportunity for me to do a demo for him. And so I turned Felton down and Elvis down and I said, can we do it another time? And they got kind of upset with me because you don't really turn Elvis down, right? And I know that it was the best business decision I ever made, but I made it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it ends up that they put somebody else. Her name was Temple, who was happened to be my roommate. Yeah, Temple Reiser, I think her name was. Yes. Right? And she she ended up doing a demo also with Elvis. Mm-hmm. And so they had both of them, but they ended up deciding to do it with just him. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and but so it was in nineteen. Let's see, I think 2010 or 11, when I actually got a chance to hear it again, because I was uh, interviewed by um, somebody at Elvis Week. And they asked me these questions about it. And and I said, yeah, I would love to hear that again, because I never really got to hear it. And he actually got me a copy of the of the record or the the demo then. Yeah, I, I I I was listening to it on YouTube there a couple of weeks ago. Actually, uh, you you can you can find yourself and Temple Riser's uh, version on YouTube. I know they're two different ones, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, yeah. hers yeah. is a little. She had a lower voice than I did. That's right. And uh, but they are both of them are demos. You know, they're not final products, mm. and mm. so sometimes I kind of go, "Darn, I should have gone back." <laughs> Yeah, but you I would know, have done a better job. You, you, you're you're still in the minority though, because there's not many people that can say they sang they sang a duet with Elvis. I mean, of course, there's Anne Margaret and there's uh, Marlon Mason, who I spoke to on this channel a few uh, last year, I believe. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, but not not many, not many people that actually sang duet with Elvis Presley, and you're one of them. <laughs> now, I'm for, for forevermore now. I'm going to be whenever I listen to your version, I'm going to be. I can envisage you standing on this box and Elvis trying to put his arm around you. <laughs> you know, I was just such a naive kid, really, because I was only about, I think at that point I was 19, you know, I was so naive. And, you know, I grew up in the South and, you know, we were, we we had our values. <laughs> well, yes, of course, yeah. I mean, we we know we we know. I mean, without doubt, we know that Elvis did like the company of young ladies. That's fair enough. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. I mean, the way he looked, you know, he 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 would have plenty, you know, of of choice, really, wouldn't he? I mean, women threw oh, themselves yeah. women threw themselves at him, really, didn't they? Oh yeah, everybody, and you know, we all appreciated Elvis and loved Elvis. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. It was just I. He happened to to uh connect with me at a time when i had just gotten engaged yeah <laughs> yes exactly exactly <laughs> probably would have changed everything otherwise who knows <laughs> well you he know, did we'll he did he, he did find another ginger later on ginger alden uh, I know. yeah I and I, I've, I've spoken to ginger as well on this channel a, a lovely lady as well um yeah. so um I think you were in Stax in July 73 as well in Memphis, weren't you, for the first, because he did two sessions in uh, Stax, July and December, but you were, you were in the July one, weren't you? 
Yeah. Um, but I don't think Elvis was in too good a form in the July session because oh, no, I think he, he, he had a lot on his mind, didn't he? Yeah, I think he was starting to, he and Priscilla were starting to not do very well. And he, I don't know, he was very stressed at the time. And so, yeah, it was kind of an interesting session. I'll, I'll put it that way. <laughs> right, right. Can you, can you share any memories of that stack session with us? Well, let's see. I get shared this one. Um, he was, you know, Elvis liked to always, you know, he would do karate and things like that. And he was always joking around and everything with everybody. But this time he actually pulled a gun out and everybody freaked out. And we all ran out of the studio, basically. <laughs> Because we just didn't feel safe, you know. <laughs> and so he comes out laughing, and he oh, actually, he actually shot the ceiling, I think, of the studio. And he comes out laughing later and apologizing. And he said, he said, I really didn't know that the gun was going to go off. And I was like, that might be something you want to check. Yeah. <laughs> <You know>? Yes. <laughs> so I don't know. He was. He he took it a little risk there. I think he was just in a bad place. And yeah, yeah. Well, I know. mean uh, that July, that oh, no, that October. Only a few months after that, uh, it was finalized. The divorce was finalized. So, as you say, yeah. he, he he probably wasn't in the best place. Um, the the December sessions were uh, a lot more productive, I think, and uh, the the cut. Yeah. I think the better cuts were probably from December. But there's some nice ones in July as well. And, and I think in December, actually, Susan. Came came back for that one susan pilkington yes i think you're I, right yeah she was on that one i don't know where i was i think i you know i i we, my sister and i've been trying to figure out that why did that happen and why wasn't it all of us but i think i was gone i think i was on a vacation or something like that i don't know we never could figure it out but but i it was great that susan got to sing with him again i you know and I feel like I I owe her and my sister and my mother yeah. <laughs> for my career, basically. You know? <laughs> I was thinking earlier on, actually, it's a pity you weren't at the December sessions because uh, your sister Mary was, but there's rumour that actually Elvis tried to do the Waylon Jennings' We Had It All uh, and it was, uh -huh. aband it was abandoned uh, and it's never sort of been found. But there's two missing tapes from the december session and they think that maybe we had it all could be on one of the reels that's gone missing uh i don't suppose mary remembers him trying to do the we had it all you know i don't remember i um and i i mean i can ask her mm. but i am not sure yeah. yeah, you could probably interview Mary if you want. Yes, yes. Well, I shouldn't you really. Leave, I shouldn't really leave Mary out. Mary should be next on my list. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah, she would be. She's she's really fun, and she would be a great person for you to talk to. And like I say, I owe my career to her. Yeah, if she hadn't yeah. said my sister can sing. I wouldn't have been there. You know. <laughs> Um, uh, did you did you do the um, today sessions, the one that made the album today in nineteen seventy five? Yes. You did, yeah. Yes, I did. I have it hanging on my wall right here. Yeah, <laughs> well, one of my favorite albums. That actually, 
one of my favorite uh-huh. albums. It's got oh, some, is it? It's Wait, got what's your favorite song? Uh, bringing It Back, I think, would be my favorite from the Today album. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, love that's... Bringing It Back. But I, yeah. it's, it's a very strong album. It's a very, you know, for, for people uh-huh. that think, people that think that, you know, Elvis didn't do anything after the Aloha from Hawaii and, you know, Madison Square Garden and everything like that. He, he, he still, right up to the very end, I thought he was brilliant. You know, there was no tapering off for me i i just think it's it's yeah. pe- people focus on those last 18 months or so you know when he was obviously very ill but yeah. uh he exactly. he still he still he still added he still had that you know that oomph for me anyway you know yeah he was born he was born to do that you know he he it's so interesting to me because he he loved music and he loved connecting with an audience you know and he just had this ability to communicate in a way that just made you love him and uh uh you know it's just a gift it was a gift and but also you know i was thinking about this um he's he when he was younger he would go out and watch different people and sometimes he's been kind of slammed for stealing and i'm like you know, he never stole. We, If he did, all of us in the music business stole because that's how you learn. You yes. copy people and you take, you t- start taking all of that, you know, what you love from other artists and everything. And then you make it your own. You find your own way. And he did that, you know, and uh, he changed rock and roll. You know, yes. he changed music. He certainly did. Um, and uh, and so I don't like it when people put him down for that because that's what we all do, mm-hmm. everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we all learn by copying. That's yeah. how we learn. Yeah, you know? exactly. I mean, you would learn to write by copying. You yeah. know, it's like it's it's the way we learn. So I ha- I I have to say that in in his favor. That yeah. you're very right. That's very. Right. That, you, you, it's very well said. That was very well said indeed. Um. I, I I hate to kind of bring this up, but I I ask most of my guests, uh, what what were your memories of August the sixteenth and the following days? How did you hear the news? You know, we were on a session in at Quadraphonic in Nashville, which is where Joan Baez recorded. It wasn't that session, unfortunately. I can't remember who it was, but um, we were doing backup, but we were overdubbing, and um, you know they announced over the from the control room that they had just heard on the radio that Elvis had died and and but it wasn't confirmed and so the set the session shut down you know and we were all just sitting around talking until we found and then we found out that it was true Mm. and uh of course they ended the session then and I remember David Briggs you know David Briggs the keyboard player that Elvis Watt, he uh, he said, "Gosh, we probably wouldn't be here if it weren't for Elvis," you know. And it's kind of true. It's like rock and roll wouldn't be here in that same way, you know, if it weren't for Elvis. And we were all inspired by him, and uh, and it made us want to sing. It made us want to, you know, do rock and roll, and um, and so we we owe him a lot. Yeah. For that, you know, for that opportunity and for that that creativity that he inspired in all of us, so um, it was. I mean, it was it was obviously a great shock. I mean, uh, but you know, I mean, we 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 knew we he was ill. 
but it still yeah. came as a huge shock to everybody when when we you know when they found out that he'd gone um and as you say you're right i mean he he changed the face of music uh yeah. i i always say that i think the world is a better place for elvis being in it and i think it's yeah. also a little worse now that he's not in it somebody like yes. him you know yeah yeah his heart was big you know it was so big and um and sensitive you know he, i mean he had some ways to of uh uh, protecting himself, but at the same time, I mean, I think that's one reason he may have died early is that he just didn't quite have that uh, support around him, you know, to that mm. helped him be able to take care of himself. And uh, I, I don't mean that he's not responsible for some of it, but also it was, uh, you know, it's it's hard to be a performer like that. It's hard to be famous. Mm. It's like it's hard to have the privacy and the, the family that you need, you know, around you in a certain way. It's really difficult. I can't even imagine what it, that's like, you know, no, that's even though right. I've been around a lot of people, you know. Yeah, I but, remember I remember somebody uh, telling me a story once. Somebody asked him, what, what's it like being Elvis? And he said, it's very, very uncomfortable. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it, 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 we, we know it wasn't easy being Elvis Presley. I mean, you mm -hmm. know, okay, he, he had all the fame and the fortune and all that, but it came at a price, that's for sure. It came at a price. Yeah. It definitely did. What he, what he didn't know how to do is to create that kind of um, uh, people that are truth, really truthful with you, you know, and people who support your needs, you know, for – downtime or whatever it is that you need to for help and and who know i mean we never know you know the effects of those things but but um i think it could have been a little better for him yes. i you know and i think all of us feel some guilt about around that you know it's just like i don't know anybody that didn't want to say elvis presley you know if we could yeah don't you think yes yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think a big blow in his life early on in his career actually was losing Gladys's mother. Um, yeah. You never, yeah. you you never get over uh, losing a parent, uh, and, and they obviously were you know especially close. Uh, yeah. We, we know that. Yeah. I, I don't think he ever got over that. Truly, I don't. Yeah. Yeah, because and it's probably because that was the one person that was honest with him. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And uh, she loved him enough to be honest with him, you know. So, uh, I mean, you know, a lot of us are lucky enough to have those mothers like that. And so at least he had it for that amount of time, you know. But, yeah, it's sad. I think it changed his life when she died. Yeah. I think you're right about that. Um, tell me now, what does Ginger do these days? What does Ginger do? Um, <laughs> Like I say, she sings blue. I go to blues jams sometimes to keep my voice in shape. And then I, um, I sing with the, um, a group of Elvis people that go to Austria. I sing with Dennis Jail. I don't know if you've heard of him, uh -huh, uh -huh. but he does a show that's kind of, uh, it's not an impersonator show. He just uh, appreciates the music. Of Elvis, and so he brings a lot of us over to play, and he does sing, but he doesn't really do an impersonation of Elvis. He just, he just does a respect the music 
show, you know. And uh, so I do that usually every January, sometimes twice a year. And it's usually like two to three weeks. Um, and then sometimes I'll do a, a festival like an Elvis, uh, not an Elvis, just a rock and roll festival. Yeah. Um, some in Canada, I've done that before. And I don't know, I just find different ways to sing. I also write, so I, I like to sing my own songs. And sometimes I go out and just sit in at a place in my hometown. I, have, I live in a tiny little hometown that's like Bavaria, actually. It's All like right. a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's in the mountains in Washington. So lovely, lovely. And, so, uh, so you keep busy. Uh, you, you, you mentioned actually Elvis Week. So you've done Elvis Week as well, haven't you? Yeah, we do Elvis Week. Um, I ha we haven't done those in the last few years, and so it's time to make a connection with them again. I also uh, just recently sang with my sister. She, my sister stopped stopped traveling with me for a while, just for health reasons. But we sang, we sang in Birmingham, Alabama. At uh, it was a uh, a benefit for a theater in our hometown and um and they, they it was just uh featured the holiday sisters there was another band there that played for us that with the um it it was called the easy street band who were fabulous and uh and they had the big screen with all of our pictures on it and so it was really fun it was like we were the stars for the evening you know and uh, and we told our stories, we told different stories, and it was really fun. We were it was well received, and we had a we had uh, the house was full, and we made a lot of money for them. So that was great. Very good, very good. Yeah. Um. So so you're you're like Elvis, really. You 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 love to sing. You know what? Yeah. Once it's in your blood, it's hard to get it out. <laughs> you know, it's like you got to find different ways to do it. Yeah. He he was he was a great one for the gospel singing, wasn't he? He he would uh, after the shows and things like that, they go up to the suite and they just sing gospel till till sunrise I nearly. I know. I know. I know. I heard that. I never got to see Elvis sing in uh, Vegas. We got an opportunity one time to sing with him. And it, it, he and the Sweets had a little argument, and so they were thinking they weren't going to renew their contract. So they were lining us up in case they didn't. But it turns out they made up and everything yeah. was fine. And yeah. so but so we never got to sing with him live. Or, 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 well, we sang with him live in the studio, but we never got to sing um you know, on his live shows, but and Mary got to see him live. She was she was singing with um, uh, Roger Miller. Oh right, she, Roger Miller. Was, yes, Roger Miller. She was singing with Roger Miller in Vegas at the same time Elvis was, and so Roger got everybody tickets. And that was another time when I was gone somewhere else. Sometimes Mary and I would get jobs, and I worked with um, uh, several people and went on the road with them sometimes when she didn't. So. So we were we sometimes went in opposite directions, but she got to see him live, and she was completely impressed. So it was like you know she knew you know it was a whole different. It was different than seeing him. He was a little more relaxed in the studios than he was in a live show. He was I mean he was always putting on a show in some way, but a live show was just you know perfect. So. <laughs> And of course, he, he was give, he was probably giving out the kisses at the stage edge as well. Which is another yeah. question I want to ask you: Did okay. you did you get a kiss off Elvis? A kiss? I got a kiss on the cheek from Elvis. Yes, I lovely, did. Lovely. 
Yes, I that's, did. That, that was just one question for the women. I, I, if I didn't ask you, yeah. they'd say, why didn't you ask? Did she get a kiss from Elvis? <laughs> I got a kiss on the cheek. It was a, it was after that uh, uh, a duet. Yes. It's a little kiss on the cheek, especially after I showed him my ring. He was like, oh, <laughs> kiss me on the cheek. <laughs> <laughs> Also, Neil Diamond kissed me on the cheek one time, too. Yeah. Well, I think Neil Neil Diamond was recording in American Sound Studios around 1969 as well, wasn't he? Right. Yeah. And I think, I think actually, uh, Neil made room for Elvis to go in in January. I think Chip said, I want to record Elvis, and Neil said, that's fine, as long as he does one of my songs. And is it uh, The Grass Won't Pay No Mind or something like that? Yeah, The Grass Won't Pay. I think that was the story. Yeah, that's a, such an interesting story, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, Ginger, I I, I really have enjoyed uh, this this half an hour or so. Uh, it's been it's been lovely. It really has. Oh well, thank you so much. Uh, I enjoy talking with you. I, I know you. I know you've had a busy time over the last few weeks. So it's nice of you to to make time to to speak to me and also the fans as well. I know the fans will get a great kick out of listening to this. Oh, well, I hope they do. And thank you for continuing to love Elvis Presley and all of us that got to brush shoulders with him and sing with him, create music, great music together. Thanks. So thank you. Thank you very much, Steve. Thanks once again to Ginger for joining me on the show today and sharing her memories of working with Elvis. Don't forget, you can join me live every Sunday on YouTube for the Elvis the Ultimate Fan Channel's Elvis Show. Until next time, take care of yourselves and bye for now.